everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the LBC Podcast. I am here with some very good friends from LBC Worship. We have Ryan Piercy. Hello. And Natalie Bianchi. Hello. You guys have seen them on stage playing guitar or singing up front. Uh, Ryan is also an elder here at LBC. On this episode, we're going to do a very special deep dive into a song called Your Thoughts for Us. So a number of you, if you've been coming to LBC, you've probably heard this song. It's a song that we sing quite a bit here. It's a song that's very special to me. We wanted to take some time just to sit down and discuss the truths of this song uh, so that we can better understand it, really, ultimately, so that you, the listener, uh, would benefit from the truths that we're singing, but also be able to sing it with more passion on a Sunday morning. That's what we're looking for. Uh, We want to see really good participation from everyone who attends LBC on Sunday mornings. And it helps if we know what we're singing about. And so we decided to sit down and take this song, Your Thoughts for Us. It's a song that's written by a group called uh, Austin Stone Worship from Austin Stone Community Church in Austin, Texas. You probably guessed that. Um, And it's a song that came out just a few years ago. And as soon as we heard it, I think, actually, Ryan, I remember texting you Mm -hmm. specifically like, holy cow, this song right here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it came out a little bit before the album came out. Yeah. We had, we, had, we had caught a clip of it. But as soon as I heard it, I knew, I just knew, we need to be singing this here at LBC. In all honesty, though, my first listen, I didn't love it. Mm, really? I was, I think, uh, passively listening to it instead of actively listening to it. <laughs> uh, it had a lot of me language in it. It does. And I know at our church, uh, we don't do a lot of songs that are about us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so much of modern worship is about us um but when you dive into this one you realize it's not really about us it's more about uh the character and the nature of god yeah absolutely Um, so once i started actively listening to it and looking at what it really says um i grew to love it that's actually why i thought it would be a good another reason why it would be good to start with this song because this song is a little bit of an outlier Yeah, Mm -hmm. It sounds like most modern worship songs when you're singing about God's love for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something very unique that I think we're all going to find. And and it's a good tool for you, the listener, to be able to um, hopefully differentiate between what's a a really good, truthful worship song that leads me in awe to worship Christ Mm -hmm. versus leading me to worship my own self-worth. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Natalie, you sing this song. You belt it out really, really well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I just have to say that. It's, it's one of my favorites. You and Courtney, I mean, whoever's up there, this is typically a female-led song. Um, what goes through your head when you're singing this one? Yeah, I remember receiving a text about this song from John, um, and this is one of the ones that I remember so vividly that I went back mm-hmm. and looked at your text when you sent it to me. And so it was in August of 2020 when I got this text from John um, that said it was actually a worship service from Austin Stone. And this lady who I had never seen before mm-hmm. was leading it. Um, and she's a fantastic worship leader. Come to find out that I had never researched or looked up. And yeah. um, John had texted me and said, this is a song we're going to start leading. So let's listen to it and tell me what you think. And I remember in that moment, I was actually the opposite of Ryan, where I was like, oh my gosh, I need this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, this song ministers to my heart so well. Um, Just the fact of like, 
we can rest assured in Christ and his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll dive deeper into that, but just that the Lord put this song in my life. And so I think it's evident on stage Mm -hmm. when I sing it, um, that it means so much to me and registers very deeply in my heart. Mm You know, sometimes at at LBC for our worship team, we get the opportunity to go and lead worship at camps. Mm. And um, specifically, there's a really cool story with this song uh, because we took it to summer camp. Mm -hmm. We got invited to lead worship at summer camp and and Natalie was there with us. And um, she can bear witness to this where as we're getting to know the kids, because we're there for a full week, as we're getting to know the kids a little bit more and getting to hear their stories, we started to recognize, you know what, this song right here, your thoughts for us is probably a really good song to drop this week. These kids need to hear this, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we played it on a Tuesday night and it became like the song of the week. Yes. <laughs> for those kids. Um, just to sit for a while and just revel in God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and marvel at his steadfast love for us. Absolutely. And so whether you're a junior higher at summer camp, whether you are, you know, in your early 40s, like me and Ryan here, the old yeah. guys, you know, whether you're 80 years old, we all need uh, these same truths. And Absolutely. so yeah. um, let's get started. Let's dive in here. So um, due to copyright issues, we can't play the song for you or <laughs> anything like that, but yeah. that's okay. Come to church. <laughs> Come to church. You'll hear all of it. Uh, you know, but that's, that's fine because the power we believe at LBC worship, the power does not rest in the, in the music. Mm-hmm. The power rests in the truths Amen. of God's word that yes. are being expressed here. And so what's most important is what we're singing, um, not necessarily what it sounds like. And so here it is. We're going to dive into your thoughts for us. Let me read it real quick. It's a pretty short song, but uh, verse one, we're singing together. Oh God, your thoughts for us outnumber stars above and grains of sand upon the shore. The outcast finds their place in your amazing grace. The anxious heart can rest assured. In the chorus, what can we rest assured in? That you'll never leave my side. You'll never turn away. I'm confident in this, your faithfulness. And it continues in verse 2. As high as heaven stands above this broken land, your steadfast love is higher still. You love me even more than I have ever known. Sorry. You love me even more than I have known before. You always have and always will. And then we sing the chorus again. You'll never leave my side, singing to God. You'll never turn away. I am confident in this, your faithfulness. And the bridge is so powerful. It gets me every time. Mm-hmm. The bridge, I'm certain, no question. I am found in your affection. You sing it over and over and over me. You're close. It's clear. My God, you'll always be near. You're with me forever and ever you'll never leave. And then we sing the chorus again. You never leave my side. You'll never turn away. I'm confident in this, your faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Very simple song. Yeah. Not a lot of big words like Ebenezer and weird (laughs) stuff like that that you hear in uh, older hymns sometimes, which we sing a lot of those here. We love those hymns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for a modern song, um, let's start back at the top. Verse one, that's a very bold statement. Oh God, your thoughts for us outnumber stars above and mm-hmm. grains of sand upon the shore. Yeah. Now, Ryan, I'll punt this to you because I think 
for you and for me, the first time that I did hear this song, I think I did get stuck on that on that line right there mm-hmm. because I can struggle. You hear it a ton in modern worship circles yeah. where we're singing all about God's love for me, God's love for me, God's love for me, God's mm-hmm. love for me, 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 I, I, I. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we're actually really just starting to feel like we're a pretty big deal and that's why God loves us. Yeah. That's what I hear all over the place in modern worship. And so that first line, oh God, your thoughts for us outnumber stars above and grains of sand upon the shore. I'll admit my first thought when I heard that was, is that true? Right. <laughs> right. You look at the capacity of, of God's thoughts, like what his thoughts are able to do, right? He like controls tides, creates mm-hmm. the universe, um, sustains everything. And with all of that capacity to think that the God of the universe thinks about me hmm. is wild. Um, but it also speaks to like a profound fear that I think everyone has mm-hmm. that we don't like to admit mm-hmm. because it's full of insecurities and it feels very vulnerable. But the fear of being forgotten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the fear of being alone. Yeah. And, um, you know, you think about even whether it's missionaries or people that are away at war, like this, the fact that you're being thought of yeah. um, is so powerful. Yeah. And when someone says they're thinking of you, it elicits great response. And to think of, um, of God thinking of me is, is something entirely different. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, though, when I think God thinks of me, I, I, I often think that he is just kind of tolerating me Hmm. or that he focuses on my sin or um so at first it wasn't always comforting thinking oh no god's thinking of me (laughs) but um (laughs) if you look at what the bible says that's not true yeah 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 i mean because when you look at what the bible says you've got you know uh, verses like i mean psalm 139 is just is just ripe with god's intimate hand in Mm -hmm. our life starting verse one oh lord you have searched me and you know me and known me. You know when I, I mean, just listen to this language of how God keeps track of us. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Mm. What in the world? Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Mm. Uh, How precious to me, verse 17, it goes on, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Talking again about the Mm -hmm. thoughts of God, how vast they outnumber stars above and grains of sand upon the shore. If I were to count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Um, Psalm 40, verse 5, tells us, you have multiplied, O Lord my God, you have multiplied your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. Mm. He says, as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. Mm. Mm. Um, and yeah, you couple that with, like I think of Job, at the very end of Job, when, when God is sitting Job down and <laughs> reminding him, it's a full like three chapters there at the end of Job where God's just like, where were you? Where were you when I made the earth? Where were you when I this? But what's, what's so amazing to me is that God keeps track of every strike of lightning, that he's mm. the one, right. you know, in that passage, God says, I'm the one who directs the thunderstorm to water uh, a land that no man sees. 
but he's also the one who watches the lion give birth to the cub hmm. in the den where nobody else sees. I mean, this is the detail of how God yeah. keeps track of his creation. But more than that, those who are born and made and formed by his own hands, knit together yeah. by God himself. Oh, God, your thoughts for us outnumber stars above and grains of sand upon the shore. Hmm. But yeah, you're right, Ryan. Like, okay, so God takes note of me. He knows every detail of my life. He watches mm-hmm. me all the time. But for guys like you and me, it's mm-hmm. like, but if you believe that God is more tolerating you than actually loves you, right? that's not necessarily comforting. No. No. And that brings us to the next line here that I, that I find every time, every time, Natalie or Courtney or whoever's singing it, every time we sing it, I just, this, this breaks me every time. The outcast, this is coming back to the song, verse one. The outcast finds their place in your amazing grace, mm-hmm. and the anxious heart can rest assured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that idea that instead of God thinking of us and seeing us as uh, these wretched sinners that we are, he sees, he sees us as that chosen race, that royal priesthood, yeah. mm-hmm. the holy nation, people of his own possession, called out of darkness into marvelous light. And that's that's all because of... Uh, the finished work of of Christ on the cross. Yeah, I think even to be labeled as an outcast too within your Christian walk because Mm -hmm. we're set apart. Yeah. To be a believer, to be a Christian, to follow Christ, ultimately that sets you apart from the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think you're kind of already labeled as an outcast, just being a (laughs) Christ follower in a way. Yeah. And so to know that, following Christ mm-hmm. labels me kind of as an outcast. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, I find my rest in Christ. Amen. And so just because you're an outcast, <laughs> right? you know, you can, you can rest in Christ mm-hmm. and what he's done for you on the cross. Because we're also aware and, and we, we show up on Sunday mornings and we're all aware of the sin in our hearts. We're all yeah. aware of the mm-hmm. regrets just in the past week. We have new ones every week, it feels like, you know, of things that we're not doing that we should be doing, of things that we've done that we didn't want to do. I mean, Paul explains that pretty succinctly in in Romans chapter 7. It's the things I don't want to do, I keep doing. Yeah. You know, this is is the struggle um, of the follower of Christ as we're being sanctified in this, in his life. So it's, it's easy to start to to just believe the lies of the, of the devil that says you're filthy, you're dirty. Um, God doesn't love you or, or yeah, God's promised he'll keep you and he'll keep you, but it's begrudgingly, yeah. you know, cause nobody could really receive you as you are. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of language that says, no, we rest in his amazing grace. It was grace that saved us in the beginning. <laughs> it's nothing I did no. or earned it. So I can't do or unearn it. It's grace. It's all of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I find my place in the amazing grace of God. It's the only real plea that I have is that God has mercy and grace upon me, a sinner. That's all, that's all that I have. And it's there where in the, you know, this is really what we're talking about. It's the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's in the gospel where the anxious heart that's beset, the anxious heart can rest assured. Mm -hmm. And that carries us into the chorus. What can we be rest assured of? Mm -hmm. Here it is. Here's the crescendo. This is what we're going to keep coming back to that you, God, Speaking to God, you'll never leave my side. I can be assured of this. Mm -hmm. You'll never leave my side. You will never turn away. I am confident in this, 
your faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. So to whoever's listening right now, um, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. I get this question a lot of, you know, how do you, how do you pick songs for LBC? Um, how do you know when a song is worth your time and how do you know when you should just chuck it? Um, most songs coming out today, dear listeners should probably just be chucked. I guess that's just, it's just not worth it. Yeah. But uh, here's, here's, here's one little thing that we typically run it through when we're vetting a song. The question I'm always asking when I'm seriously listening to a song is this. Who's the hero? Mm-hmm. Who's the hero of the song? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where this song shines because it, it, it's, it's hard to find songs that celebrate the steadfast love. And in this case, the intimate love of God mm-hmm. for me, the sinner. It's really hard to find songs that don't make me the hero of the song. Yeah. Right. My worth, my value, my this. I'm fill in the blank, and so God loves me. That's totally backwards from the gospel. That's not, that's not true at all. And what I love about this chorus is making these definitive, we can rest assured that, yes, God will never leave my side. He will never turn away from me. And here's the hero right here, dear listener. I'm confident in this. Mm -hmm. That's a bold statement. What are we confident in as followers of Jesus Christ? It's not in my own ability to keep the law. Mm -hmm. It's not in my own goodness. It's not in what I did right this week and whether or not I balanced out what I did wrong this week. It has nothing to do with my my own self-righteousness. It has nothing to do with any of that. What I'm confident in, the only thing that sets my heart at rest is this, the faithfulness of God. Yeah. The hero of this song really becomes the faithfulness of God. Yeah, Yeah, that's where the confidence comes from. It's God, uh, his character, his word, and the power that he's shown in faithfully accomplishing everything that he's ever promised Mm -hmm. and and will continue to do so in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, the chorus reminds me of how like fallible humans are. Hmm. I think it reminds me that saying the words out loud, singing this to God, you'll never leave my side. Mm -hmm. And then looking back on life and realizing how many people, because we're all sinners, (laughs) hurt each other. Mm -hmm. And just resting in that fact that the Lord is going to teach you things, but the Lord's never going to leave your side and he's Mm -hmm. never going to turn away. No matter your sin, no matter what you do, he is faithful and he keeps his promises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-five is a verse I've always loved. I, I've I've been young, and now I'm old. Is what <laughs> the writer says. Amen. I have, <laughs> I have been young, and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Or his children begging for bread. Yeah. <laughs> so that's some holy swagger yeah. right there coming from the old <laughs> crowd, and rightfully so. That's wisdom. Mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us we have this treasure in jars of clay. This is Mm -hmm. Paul talking to the Corinthians. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And then he says this, we are afflicted in every way. I mean, just how is this for a sign-up call? Hey, who wants to be a part of this? Here's what it is to be a believer. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not Not destroyed. destroyed. (laughs) Uh, Just that that beautiful confidence. Paul also writes, he understands this well, because he writes 
what's popular and famous to all of us out of Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I can't tell you how much I have rested on this passage in my life where Paul says, I am sure. Mm -hmm. You could say, I am confident Confident, of this. I am sure, I am certain that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, the future, nor powers, nor height, depth, anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. The steadfast love of God is really what we're talking about, his faithfulness and the fact that he is not slow to keep his promise, yeah. Yeah. Peter tells us. Yeah, I like looking back in the Psalms and looking at um, the struggles that David went through hmm. and Psalm 22, going back to that, um, just how David's crying out. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's David <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but he's just crying out. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. And then it goes into, yet you are holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Always goes back to that. It always goes back to that. Yet you are holy. And then mm-hmm. in more of the Psalms talks about over and over God's faithfulness, how yeah. it endures all generations, it stretches to the clouds, it stands fast. <laughs> so many different incredible adjectives that describe mm-hmm. God's faithfulness. What a great segue. Uh, verse two, thank you, Natalie, uh, <laughs> because verse two goes, yeah. goes right into that as high, this is verse two. So com- coming out of the chorus into verse two, as high as heaven stands yeah. above this broken land, your steadfast love, God is higher still mm-hmm. as high as heaven stands above this broken land. Your steadfast love is higher still. And you were referencing, uh, Psalm 36, five, which yeah, it's a popular especially if you grew up in the 90s with like third day and <laughs> yes. all that. Your, what is it? Your love, O oh Lord, yeah. reaches to, to the, the heavens. heavens. Yeah. <laughs> Your faithfulness stretches to the sky. Um, that's not just hyperbole. That's, that's, the, uh, that's actually out of Psalm 36. And then he, and then he continues on. And I'll, I'll be honest, this is, this, is the one that is pro- this is the part that's probably the hardest for me personally, John Harold, to sing out loud. But I have to to preach to my own heart. I agree. You love me even more than I have known before. You always have, mm-hmm. and you always will. Praise God. <laughs> the steadfast love of God. Um, that, one's, that one's a hard one for me because, Ryan, like you said, I, I tend to default, and I've said this from stage before, but I do tend to default back to God just tolerates me. Mm-hmm. Or yes, God will carry me all the way to the end. He will carry me into glory, but it's only because he made promises. Mm. Um, and so, to, to you know, and, and he always keeps his promises. So he's kind of like he's stuck with me. Like he has to. <laughs> yeah, he has to now. Um, but of course, God does nothing by accident. That is totally not of, of what the scriptures teach at all. Scriptures teach us this, that yes, truly God does love us more, even more than we've ever known mm. yeah. or could ever know. Yep. He always has. And he always will. Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre thought to think that God thinks of us and that propels his love. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about the things I think about, uh, it, it doesn't, that's not often the result. The things I think about usually lead to more anxiety or more worry or more fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like we'll see, I'm sure, in a minute when we read the Zephaniah passage coming up. Mm, the, I'm, yeah. I'm on the bridge, but God thinks of us, and the result is joy 
and love and singing. It's mind blowing. I know. Absolutely mind blowing, but so, so important for us to truly grab a hold of. I think, I think too, you know, for those of us who, um, and, and, you know, to keep in mind, these, these promises for everyone who's listening out here, these promises are only for those who are in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we have to designate that. Chosen yeah. race, um, royal priesthood. Yeah. This steadfast love that we speak of that is so specific, that is only found in Jesus Christ, yeah. only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. And so um, this is not the same love that God has for the whole world when yeah. we talk about common grace and you know the, the ways that God sustains the world and causes the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. Um, what we're talking about here, specifically the thoughts of God, of this affection and this this love and this fathering heart, is for those who are in Christ yeah. exclusively. We have to say that. Um, and that's available freely to yeah. all who are listening to our voices right yeah. now. You need to know that. Um, and it is our prayer that you would come to saving mm-hmm. faith in Christ and come to know this the, the love of this Father who truly thinks of us. And multiplies his thoughts towards us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and has promised he will never leave our side, that he will never turn away, um, that in his faithfulness he carries us and will carry us all the way. He always has loved us, and he always will. That love is firmly rooted in Christ, and it's important uh, for the believer who suffers. As I've mentioned before, maybe you've resonated with what Ryan and I shared about our propensity to view God as just someone who tolerates us. Um, it's so important to be reminded that God's love is not based on my merit. It's not based on the fact that I could jump higher or run faster than the guy next to me because I can't anymore. But, like, you know, it's not rooted in anything in myself, but it's rooted, you know, exclusively in his own character and in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It's not rooted in some mantra that we have to, continually quote to ourselves over and over and over again and go through all the rituals and religiosity and all that stuff. No, it's, it's rooted in a historical event mm-hmm. that took yeah. place 2,000 years ago on the cross, mm-hmm. the crucified Son of God. It's rooted in a historical event that took place years ago, months ago, days ago. It's rooted in history. It, it, it rooted, it's rooted in a historical event that cannot be undone. And so if we ever doubt the love of God, we need only look at the demonstration of his love in Christ on mm-hmm. the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave Paul the ability to declare that he is sure that nothing could ever separate us from the love of God. Mm. So taking it into the bridge, um, this, is, this is where it gets, yeah, especially for some LBC folks maybe, this is where it gets a little, whew. <laughs> But I think what you'll see, uh, you know, is as we open God's word, we will see that this is not just some sentimental idea. This is actually what God has yeah. taught us to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the bridge is so good because it's, it's encouraging us to make a, a, a solid declaration. And I know that sometimes songs can call us to declare things that we don't even necessarily believe in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also the power of corporate worship when we're gathered together is that it helps us take the truth of God's word and it helps us to preach to our hearts and preach to our minds, both heart and mind, until we, until we believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so that it becomes a part of our lives and it helps to shape us and form us. And so the bridge begins, I am certain. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm not so certain. <laughs> sure that, yeah. And I, I am certain, no question, in case you had any doubts, 
what am I certain of without any question? That I am found in your affection. You sing it over and over and over me. Speaking to God. I am certain, God, no question, God, that I am found in your affection. You sing it over and over and over me. God sings. Yeah, that was, uh, again, back when I said I was uh, passively listening to the song and not actively listening to the song. <laughs> you hear it, and I'm like, that's a, that's a unique line. Mm-hmm. And one thing we never want to do in our worship services is be confusing. Mm. And there's mm-hmm. so many songs with lines that are just vague and confusing. Yeah. And um, this was one of those for me at first until you see the examples in scripture of, of God actually singing over his people. Um, <laughs> so this might be a teachable moment for the church to understand that this is rooted in scripture. God sings over his people. Yeah, yeah. Zephaniah, let me read it. Zephaniah 3, um, 17 specifically says, The Lord God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. It's so wild to think that God's thoughts for us and his affections for us result in him singing over us. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. What in the world? Yeah, Zephaniah is, you know, for those of you who haven't tapped into Zephaniah lately, uh, (laughs) you know, we have a minor, minor, you know, it's, it's a minor prophet, meaning it's just a short book of prophecy in the Old Testament, but... It's, you know, Zephaniah's ministry was during the reign of Josiah. Mm. And this was years after the northern kingdom of Israel had already been carried off into exile. They had been conquered because they were had broken covenant with God. And, um, you know, for the southern kingdom, Judah, you have Josiah who comes to be king at a very young age. Mm. Some years into his, into his reign, he discovered, or it's discovered, the law of God, basically their Bible, was was discovered, and Jos- and Josiah repents, and it's beautiful because you see the whole nation, you know, the whole tribe of Judah, basically the whole kingdom, uh, begins this this long repentance process of tearing down their idols and doing all these things, and so it's during that time where God is is prophesying both to uh, the both to the kingdom of Judah, but also to um, those who are who are surrounding the kingdom, and he declares some pretty harsh judgments on the Gentiles as well as the Jews. Hmm. And then he ends the book by speaking to the future, talking about what he will do. And and it's and it's in that you know last part of chapter three where we get this absolutely mind blowing <laughs> passage that God, the Lord God, is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. I mean, just listen to those words. He will rejoice over you with gladness. gladness yeah. He will quiet you. Isn't that, I just, that makes me tear up. He will quiet you mm-hmm. by his love. And just think how perfect love casts out fear, all yeah. of that. He will quiet you. Who needs to be quieted out there right now? Anybody listening? <laughs> he will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. That's not a word we use a lot. But exult means to rapturously, you know, like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a all body experience. When you're exulting, yeah. you are celebrating, jumping up and down, arms in the air. It is a celebration. I mean, people who can't raise their hands in service when they're singing to God, 
listen to that because he's raising his hands and exulting over you. Yeah. So <laughs> with yeah. loud singing, let me just drop that out there as the <laughs> worship director. Um, I mean, this is, this is our God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, and I would venture a guess that a lot of people who are listening right now don't typically view God seeing them in this way. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's so important for us to sing songs like this that are simple and that call us, uh, to be reminded of what what God has actually said of himself. Yeah, yeah I think um, just the start of the bridge that says, I'm certain, I am <laughs> certain that there's no question that I'm found in God's affection. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's one thing I should be certain of, it's how much Christ loves me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's found all over the gospels. That's what the gospel is. Yeah, right. It's God's, you know, some people will say it's the greatest love story ever heard, the mm-hmm. gospel, mm-hmm. because it's him singing over and over to me his affection. Mm-hmm. There's no greater love than the gospel. Amen. Yeah. Considering the creator of the universe knows every sin of mine, every mistake, every dark thing about me, mm-hmm. everything, and still chooses to love me and he gave himself up for me. Amen. That's a that's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It speaks to identity too. I, I'm found in your affection. Yeah. Your identity is found in, in Christ alone. That's good. That's really good. I don't typically see myself first and foremost as John Harrell loved. No. Same. <laughs> loved by God. Yeah. Beloved, I think is the is the best term for it, that I am much loved by the Father. Mm. And that's why it's important to sing words like this. That command my own spirit. No, you need to believe this, John. Believe it. Because it is true. Um, I think some people might struggle with the idea of God getting excited or any any of those things. But again, I mean, this isn't just in Zephaniah. In in Micah chapter 7, Micah is prophesying and he writes, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity? passing over transgression Mm. for the remnant of his inheritance. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights. Listen to this. What does God delight in? He delights in steadfast love. Mm. Love that is steadfast means love that cannot be moved. It's you are in his affection. It cannot be removed. It is steadfast. It doesn't sway with the times. No, it doesn't change. It is a bedrock for our souls. He delights in steadfast love. And he will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. (laughs) He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Hmm. Who is the one who's accomplishing all of this? It's not me. It's God. God is the one who accomplishes all of this for us. Um, Psalm 149 verse 4. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. I mean, how many times I've read Psalm 149 a lot, but I don't really know that I take the time to savor it because if I savored it, I would have to stop right there. The Lord takes pleasure in his people, his people. And he adorns the humble with salvation. Isaiah 62 puts it in terms of a husband wife relationship as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride. As the groom rejoices over his bride, so shall your God Mm. rejoice over you. 
So yes, God sings and he exalts. And I also love that he quiets us with that steadfast love. And Psalm 73, just this last part, Psalm 73, I think is so beautiful where he says, where Asaph is writing and he says, look, I mean, he was, he was angry with God, but he comes to his senses after he goes to church. He comes to his senses. And in verse 21, he says, when my soul was embittered, I was pricked in heart. I was brutish and ignorant. I was a beast toward you. <laughs> but who is God? Did God just cast him off and did God just let him go? Did his steadfast love get removed? No, no he, he, he rests. Listen to the rest, the change of tone right here. He says, nevertheless, speaking to God, he says, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. Listen to the daddy father nature here. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, after all this, you will receive me to glory. So the only conclusion you can come to is, whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. It takes that Zephaniah passage to a whole new level that he rejoices over us with gladness, quiets us by his love, and exalts, celebrates over us with loud singing. And so I'm certain, no question, I am found in your affection. You sing it over and over and over me. What grace, Mm -hmm. what mercy. And he continues, the song continues, you're close. It's clear, my God, you will always be near. You are with me forever and ever, and you will never leave. I think those lyrics point back to the chorus of being confident in Christ's faithfulness, yeah. that he's with me forever and ever. He never leaves. Amen. And in in any and all circumstances, whatever you're dealing with, if it's, John says this on Sunday mornings, if it's the best week of your life, <laughs> it's the worst week of your life, in any and all circumstances, he is continually with us. Amen. He's the only constant one. And that's why really, if we're going to sum it all up, it comes down to his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. What we're celebrating is the fact that not only did he make very great promises, but we see in Christ that he keeps every one of them. Every one of these very great promises are met in Christ Jesus. And that's why when we gather on Sunday mornings, we make much of Christ, not ourselves, not what we've done, but what Christ has done. Yeah. (laughs) It's his faithfulness that's the hero here. So let's 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 wrap up with this after we've kind of walked through this song together. Um, Ryan, what do you hope? You know, when 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 people show up to LBC on a Sunday morning or when they're watching online, uh, what do you hope people walk away with after they've sung this song? I, I love that this song speaks to every age, every stage of life. Um, part of our bedtime routine at our household, I have two daughters at home, uh, is singing and prayer. Mm-hmm. And to hear my girls sing this chorus that you'll never leave my side, you'll never turn away, I'm confident in this, your faithfulness uh, warms my heart. Yeah. To know that um, they're singing of God's faithfulness even at a young age. Um, I mean, we've walked through some things as a family that were challenging. And it's been cool for them, even at their young age, to see God's faithfulness through it. 
and uh, to start to build that confidence in them that going mm-hmm. forward in their lives when hardships or heartbreaks or life kind of throws curveballs at them that God will continue to be faithful. Um, and to put that to music and to stick it in their brains is extra powerful. Amen. Um, so as a father, I love to hear my, my own girl singing these mm-hmm. words. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's good. Natalie, what about you? Yeah, I think... When you're, how, how about this? When you're up there singing it, <laughs> uh, you know, where do you, what is it, what is it that, that, that runs through your mind when you look out at a congregation of people, your brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers in mm-hmm. Christ? Um, you know, what is, it, what is it that you really hope people grab a hold of? I think with every Sunday morning, one of the biggest things that we talk about as a worship team is, man, I hope people sing today. But not in the sense of like, I want people to sing because I'm singing, but because of everything we just talked about, because God deserves our praise and our worship. Does he need it? No. But does he ask for it? Yes. And just that um, people would hear this song and come to Christ to be confident to learn that confidence, to find that confidence in Christ, in his faithfulness, um, to learn that despite your mistakes that you'll make, that he loves you, to come back Mm -hmm. to repentance, Mm -hmm. to discover more of what the songs we sing on Sunday mornings, including this one, but all of them that we sing, to understand what they're saying and why we're singing them. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in America today, there's a lot of promises being made on behalf of God mm-hmm. in the church. Um, a lot of modern worship today is that, that I'm seeing is a lot of singing about promises that God never actually promised. And so it leads to a lot of very disappointed and discouraged Christians or Christians that don't quite know what to believe about God. Right. Because they've been taught to, to sing about you know, being promised better circumstances or waiting for a breakthrough. I, I can't, if, right. if I hear the word breakthrough one more time, I'm going to puke. Oh yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, things that God never promised. Um, right. I want LBC to be a church where we understand very clearly what God promised, and it's not a detriment to say that he may not rescue you from your circumstance. Right. Mm. That's not a detriment because look at the very great promises and the character of a God who exalts over you with singing and his love, who quiets you by his steadfast love, who rejoices over you, who sees your coming and your going, who is with you and promised he will never leave you. And he will take hold of your right hand and he will carry you through this all the way into the into glory, even if your circumstances never change. Yeah. He never promised that he would change our circumstances and give us everything that we, our hearts desire, but he did promise he would give us everything that we need and more than we could ever possibly want. It's all found in him and in mm-hmm. his presence. Yeah. That's what he's promised to us. And I think that I want LBC to be a church that sings this song that encourages us to rest in his steadfast love. But more, more than anything, if anything excites us, if anything gives us hope and encouragement, if anything helps us walk out of these church doors on a Sunday morning with our chests proud mm-hmm. and our heads held high and our hearts full, mm-hmm. it should be the fact that our God is good mm-hmm. and faithful. Yeah. That I am never alone and his word never fails. 
Amen. I have all that I need, regardless of my circumstances. Yeah. Because his thoughts for me outnumber stars above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the grains of sand upon the shore. I'm outcast who has found his place in his amazing grace. My heart can rest assured that he will never leave my side. Mm-hmm. He will never turn away because he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Amen. Mm-hmm. We call that, in, at LBC Worship, holy swagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, dear listener, is what we want from, LB, from our members of LBC, is to be people who come in with whatever we got on a Sunday morning. Man, walk in with all that stuff. But what we want to do is we want to hold all that stuff up in comparison to our holy God. And we yeah. want to see God on Sunday morning yes. through his word as we sing, as we participate in worship, as we tell our feelings how to feel <laughs> and command our spirits to sing his praises on Sunday morning and hopefully to walk out more confident in who our God is. Yeah. Um, that's our prayer every single day because, dear Christian, you are unstoppable. Not because you're great, but because our God is very great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very great. If something struck you here, uh, if you know, um, you're know you struggling to have that assurance of salvation, uh, it was brought up to me by Ryan earlier, hey, um, go back a few episodes and listen to a podcast that we just did on how do I know that I'm really saved. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that's shared on there. We hope that the LBC podcast is a good resource for you. Um, another resource that's here is our LBC songbook. So yeah. if you're like, hey, I want to listen to this song, I want to hear how pretty you're all saying it is um (laughs) you can go to the lbc songbook that's just a collection on spotify that we've put together um that is a pretty curated list of what we sing here at lbc it's also a great place if you're new to lbc to get to know the songs that we sing Mm -hmm. um to just put them in your ears listen to them all day long it's a great playlist Mm -hmm. um and can be very beneficial to help Uh, and this 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 song is on there if you go on there right now you look up your thoughts for us by Austin Stone Worship. Mm-hmm. You'll find it on that list, and you can find that you can find links to the LBC Songbook by searching for it in Spotify. It's on our app under Media. It's on our webpage. Uh, there's all kinds of places to find that. And if you ever need help, just find John or Ryan or yeah. Natalie or Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. We would love to get you connected there. Yes. We're so glad that you joined us here on the LBC podcast on this very special episode. Hey, if you want to get connected with us at all, we would love to worship with you Sunday morning to see you face to face and hear your voice singing loud and proud on Sunday morning. We have services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10 a.m. We would love to meet you face to face. For all this and more, you can join us at laurelglenn.org for more information. Mm-hmm.